David suffer from a time of depression? That's what we're exploring today as we complete Psalm 25 in our study here on the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. If you have your Bible, I'd like to show you some interesting verses at the trouble David was in, where it came from, and where he looked to for relief. Psalm 25, we'll pick it up in verse number 15. The Bible says, Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon mine affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. That was verse number 18. We'll probably read through the end of the chapter today, which is 22 verses. But in verse number 18, he says, forgive all my sins. That's the third place by my count in this chapter that David asks for forgiveness for his own sins. We understand very clearly from context that David is going through a hard time. He has some trouble, some difficulty in his life, and he's asking God for relief from it. And many people think it is as a result of his own sin that the trial came about in the first place. And I would definitely uh, agree at least this, that if it wasn't a result of David's sin, it was at the very least because David believed the trial to be a result of his previous sin. As I study this chapter and really meditate upon it, which is bring it up later to think about it again, the scripture encourages us to do that with scripture, to read it, understand it, and then think about it throughout the day as you go and let it affect you. I just wonder if maybe some of the trouble that David was facing was a result of his own introspection and perhaps even maybe depression. Now, that's not something that you'll find in a commentary. I don't think that's very clear. I think probably I run to that explanation because it's so common today to find somebody who's struggling with depression, which is a very real thing that that people do go through if if not depression then at least some anxiety or even before then some discouragement and a lot of times and, and not always I'm not a doctor but a lot of times that depression is just some discouragement that somebody didn't deal with properly or didn't get some help with and it's very real godly people go through it ungodly people everybody goes through it and I want you to see here how I believe that David might have gone through it as well here. So verse 15, we started today. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, he says, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. So David recognizes that the only hope he has to get out of the trap and the mire that he is in is to the Lord. So he's keeping his eyes on the Lord. When it says he'll get my feet out of the net, imagine a bird that has gotten trapped in a net that was spread for him to be trapped in. No matter how hard he flaps his wings or moves around or pecks at that net to try to get free, it's impossible. He's stuck in that net. He might even just be making it worse. 
And so David couldn't get himself out of the mess that he was in. The difficulty he was in, whether it was a lot in his mind or whether it was actual physical enemies. Uh, So he's looking towards the Lord. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord. Verse 16, turn thee unto me, he writes, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. Now, don't pass over those words. Those are very serious words. David is saying he's desolate, which means deserted of God, deprived of comfort, all alone. Afflicted means he was going through not just pain, but continued pain. It was continual hurt that he was going through. So he's desolate, which means alone, no comfort, even deprived, deserted of God, desolate and afflicted. That was David's estimation of himself. Turn thee upon me and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. Now you can read David's life, and there's a couple of places in particular where you read and you see that, yeah, he was on the run for his kingdom from those that had said they were in charge, from Saul, from Absalom. You can see different times when that might have happened. I don't know if that's the case here. There's there's really no way to know that, and people don't agree for sure at, uh, what uh, scenario this this is from. But look at the next verse. So he says, uh, verse 16, turn thee upon me, have mercy upon me, for I'm desolate and afflicted. Then he says, and look in verse 17, and if you might have your Bible, underline this or really let this sink in, and you can meditate on this later. Verse 17, the troubles of my heart are enlarged. Oh, bring thou me out of my distresses. So the troubles of his heart are enlarged. The heart is that seat of emotions. It's also described as your your mind, maybe your soul. It's If you're thinking, then you are thinking with your heart. That's the Bible word for the mind. So the troubles of his heart, of his meditations, what he was thinking about, were enlarged. I don't know about you, but sometimes you can think about things and they can actually grow as you think about them. You're worried about something or um, sometimes I'll preach a message and then I'll think about it later and I'll think about it and I'll think about it and I'll think that was not a good sermon. I'm not proud of that. I think I could have done better. Hope I didn't hurt anybody's feelings. Now, if you get your toes stepped on, then the preacher is doing his job because the word of God convicts through the Holy Spirit of God. But I sometimes I'll think, I, I, I shouldn't have said that that particular way. And uh, sometimes that's, that's good. But other times I think that's just not good, not good at all. And what I think was happening with David, though, was, was much more serious th- than that. I think he was looking back as a man who really did walk with God. We know from uh, just skipping down, and it was also earlier, but verse 21, he says, Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. So David was was known for integrity and uprightness. If you'd thought of David, you would have thought that is a man of integrity. That is a man who walks in his uprightness. We can trust him. Even though he had sinned before, he was, um, as a man, his character had proven he was a man of uprightness and integrity, okay? You'll not find anybody ever, anywhere, who was perfect. Even though David's sins happened to be real bad, his sin of adultery and murder, 
Uh, everybody has sinned, but but as a whole, David had a rep, rep, uh, reputation, excuse me, of integrity. All right. However, I think because of that, because David was really so close to God, a man after God's own heart, I think the sins of his youth really kind of messed with him. Well, remember in verse seven, he said, remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember me, uh, uh, remember thou me for thy goodness's sake, O Lord. So it's the sins of his youth. And I think sometimes David in the quiet of his home didn't have his phone or TV or music to distract him or anything. I think that really wore on him. Verse 11, he said, For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. Of course, all sin is great, but I think when you you think about it and you're, you're discouraged because of your own sin, you put a magnifying glass on that, and then before you know it, you're putting a microscope on it, and then you're putting a powerful microscope on it, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse, and it's growing and it's growing and it's growing. When, if you're saved, Christian... God has put those sins under the blood of Jesus Christ. We know that the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanseth us from all sin. But David was worried here, and he was discouraged. And I think he was really suffering with this depression. And it's not something to be laughed at or mocked. It's, it's a real thing. It's a real enemy. And sure, he had enemies around, but the greatest enemy that you or I will ever face as the enemy within, the enemy that is ourselves. Yes, we are tempted to sin, but we're also tempted to do this sin, which is to limit God's work in our lives because we're not accepting his forgiveness. Have you sinned today? Good. You're in good company. Well, I probably shouldn't say good, but it's good that you acknowledge that at least. Take it to the Lord ask forgiveness for those sins. If you're not saved, ask forgiveness, trust Christ, he'll save you. If you are saved, you can go to him, confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and he will restore that relationship and you can move on, okay? You can move on from that. But David, the troubles of his heart were enlarged. He said, oh, bring thou me out of my distresses. Those troubles that were gnawing on David were enlarged and they were beginning to affect him, I think, affecting maybe even the people around him, affecting his family, affecting those that he was ruling over, affecting his men. And he said, Lord, bring me out of my distresses. Get me out of this, God. I'm in a dark cloud. This is unbearable. It's, and that's what he's saying. That's exactly what he's saying. I'm desolate. I'm afflicted. I'm distressed. Verse 18, look upon mine affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. Verse 19, which we didn't read yet, consider mine enemies for they are many and they hate me with cruel hatred. You can just imagine poor David. Maybe you've been in this spot before, but you've got real enemies around you that want you to fall, but you've given your life to walking in integrity and uprightness. We talked about that a few days ago, the first few verses in this chapter, and you don't want for the, for the very name of God, since you are living for God, you don't want to bring shame to his name. You want to be delivered out of the inner turmoil that you're going through because there's people around you that are not your ally that want you to fall. And then he says, verse 20, oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed for I put my trust in thee. Boy, that's good. Next verse we read already. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. 
So here's David doing his best to live for God. His reputation was one of integrity and uprightness, but he had the sins of his youth that were gnawing at him. It was the troubles, the distresses of his heart that were enlarged. And to what does he plead when he goes to God to forgive him of his sins? It was not because of his integrity and uprightness that David went to God confidently and, and, and presumed upon God to get relief from his pain. I'll go to the three verses again where he talks about his sin. Verse 7, he said, for thy goodness's sake, according to thy mercy, when he talks about the sins of his youth, the mercy of God and the goodness of God. That's what he appeals to. Verse 11, for thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. So the name of the Lord. So God's mercy, God's goodness, and who God is, who is a merciful God, a loving God, and a good God. Verse 18, and he says, look upon mine affliction and my pain, forgive all my sins. So you, when you're going through some distress and trouble, you have nothing to offer God and you know that. You're never going to work your way into God's favor. You're not going to do it. The only thing you can bring to God is your distress and your pain. Affliction and pain is what he calls it in verse 18. And you ask God for his namesake, for his mercy's sake, for his goodness's sake, for the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son's sake, please forgive my sins. And once he does say, Lord, Help me to forgive as well. How dare you and I continue to condemn ourselves after God himself, whom every sin is actually against, he has forgiven us those transgressions. How dare us? How dare us bring it up again? That's not our place. It's not our place to judge others, and it's certainly not our place to judge ourselves after God has declared us righteous, has redeemed us from those sins. Come on now. I hope you're encouraged today. And you're going through some discouragement, perhaps some depression today. Understand God is more powerful than your discouragement, your anxiety, and your depression. He can help you take it to him today. God bless you.